Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Of course, it's always an honour to come to Victory Church and uh, good friends with Tony and Kath. And so there's nothing like, uh, we praise God for them. Nothing like to walking, you know, walking alongside people and having great friends uh, with you in the journey of life. And of course, another great friend of mine, Joe, on the front row there, uh, has come along and a great family man and uh, great architect, actually. Uh, if you need any architectural work done, come and see me because it's commission based <laughs> first. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. He's a great architect, but fantastic. Good to be able to, uh, you know, just to have friends around. Of course, every morning I love to run. Trish and I, my wife Trish and I, we love to run, get up and just get moving in the morning and, and uh, many, many times I just want to give up in the run halfway through and think, man, I'm tired, I can't do this. But it's just always encouraging when you know, she's next to me saying, come, we can do this, we can keep going, let's get up, let's make it happen and you just get to the other end and you're encouraged in the journey. And so sometimes it's just, not sometimes, it's great to have great friends around you just continuing to encourage you in the things that God has called you to, amen? And so, uh, and so I'm a relational person, of course, and I love to have people around about me all the time. I get depressed when there's people not around. Uh, and I love my own time, of course, God's time, but I love having people around. And so really, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how we can relate to people, reaching people if I can. And I know the DNA of this house is certainly to be a bringer. Everyone say, be a bringer. And so we talk about that, and uh, Tony and Kath have allowed me to speak into that and maybe put some legs to that, because of course, you know, sometimes easily said than done, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, um, I, I don't think, for me, it's never really been all that difficult to connect with people, bring people along. Um, you know, um, it's just, you know, it's, I guess we do that, I do that by default, it's quite easy, but not everyone uh, knows how or where to even start. So for years I stood on our pulpit at church um, asking people genuinely to bring people along because I really believe that. We need to continue to remind people of that. Um, But then, you know, I I feel that God has called me to um, maybe teach how to do that. You think that'd be all right? And, uh, and some of the practicalities of how that looks and, and, and because, you know, bringing people is great, but then how do we do that? Where do we start? What do we say? What don't we say? You know, what sort of expression? And so, of course, uh, even in the church, it's shifted a lot from years ago. Um, we, you know, we were just told to preach the gospel flat out, regardless of who it offended, just go for it because that's because Jesus is coming back tonight. You knew that, right? And uh, you've got to do that because if you don't, you don't bring Jesus, people to Jesus today, the blood's on your hands and you've compromised the gospel. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, the reality of that, we're not so vulnerable these days because uh, stuff, because of society. And we've just got to be a little bit more sensitive. Of course, we've got to preach the gospel. We've got to teach people about the, the purposes of God and people need to be saved. Absolutely, I'm an evangelist at heart. But we've got to be a bit sensitive to some of those things. So I just want to maybe just talk about that. Is that okay? Some of those things I think is so, so important. Of course, life can be certainly frustrating at times, um, can be good and frustrating uh, in our relationships, of course, um, at times, families, jobs, things that we want to see happen that don't happen uh, necessarily the way we want to see it. And of course, even in church life, stuff that we want to see happen that isn't happening and we get frustrated a little bit about that. Why isn't this happening? But maybe, you know, my take is that maybe God is showing you uh, because you can be the answer to that. And sometimes we get frustrated over things 
but yet God is calling you to fix the problem. And uh, for, what I'm saying that to say that for many, many years I got frustrated because not enough people were coming, you know, not enough people coming to church, not enough people getting saved and all that sort of stuff. And so I just felt God say, well, you know, fix it, you know, teach it. What do you do? Um, Paul DeYoung, uh, which is my senior pastor, now uh, said to me, he goes, Joel, I really want you teaching this through all the campuses and, you know, show us how. I said, but it's easy. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's easy, but it's like not easy to everybody. And so if you can just identify some things, some steps, it may seem a little bit mechanical. What I'm about to teach you may seem a little bit mechanical, but as time goes on, uh, it can come natural to you. And it's not so hard. Who wants to generally bring someone to church one day? Come put up your hand. And, uh, and, you know, I won't do the exercise of who has brought someone because, you know, I think I already know the answer to that. And it's not because you don't want to or because you haven't given it a go or you, don't, you haven't been inspired to. You know what I'm saying? But it's just not that easy at times. And so um, it is what it is. Um, one of the things that, again, I'll, I'll, get a lot, I'll get a lot of frustrations, but one of the things that can frustrate me personally is I love having Christians around my life. I love being in the Christian world. I love having my brothers and sisters around me. I need you. I know you, you need me, and we need that environment. But there's nothing like having Christians around you, but also having people that have not had the privilege yet to understand the purposes of God for their lives. So what I'm saying, it's good to be able to be discipling someone, but it's good to be connecting with someone outside the church and having this balance because the pendulum swings both ways, doesn't it? And uh, I think that's a mandate that Christ had. We, we know that Jesus had two types of people in his life. He had people that he was discipling, the Apostle Peter. The, uh, he was discipling, he was stretching, he was teaching, he was guiding, he was rebuking at times, loving on. And then he had Zacchaeus, you know, um, uh, the tax collector. And uh, he was, you know, not necessarily discipling him or going on the journey with him, but he went to his home, he visited with him and taught him, encouraged him, you know, he was connected. So it wasn't one or the other, it was both together, working simultaneously. And so he had that heart. Uh, And so today I want to talk about how to reach people. And like I've said, it's a lot, usually a lot easier said than done. Um, Just some practical stories that I shared in chapel and by the way, I love, the, I love this mic because I can just be all Italian, <laughs> fully. I wasn't all Italian in the last service because I only had one hand, so I can be all Italian. But, uh, but just some practical stories um, that are real, true stories, some things that maybe, you know, I don't know whether that um, necessarily works when it comes to reaching people, but uh, a particular girl in a church with us just a few weeks ago um, brought a, um, a friend to church um, and I found out later that really they weren't friends, although they were school friends 20 years ago, and they just recently met by default uh, um, in the fruit and veg aisle down at Safeway. And they got talking, of course, and, and one thing led to another, and so she invited him to come. To, she was bold enough to invite him to church, so he came along. First time, never been in a church like this, evangelical, Pentecostal, never knew, never seen it, Catholic, I think, background, had that sort of environment. Um, and so he came along, came to church, sat behind us. And anyway, uh, the pastor said, you know, um, or the, the person that was chairing the meeting said, you know, get a, turn around and say hello to three or four people and tell, call them ugly, I mean, good looking. Um, and, and so 
uh, we did that and turned around and got introduced to this guy and she said, oh, this guy I brought, and she told me the story really quickly and that was cool and that was great. Um, and then the service happened and it was a great message, the pastor preached a great message and right at the end of the service he says, you know, just for the next five minutes, let's just do an open heaven. Um, you can stand up, you can kneel down, you can go to the back of the auditorium, you can pray in tongues, you can lay on the ground dead, whatever you want to do, you do. No, he didn't say that, but you know, you can just you know, be a little bit spooky you know, if you want in church, because we're in church and we're all here and it's all cool. And so for the next five minutes, that's what people did. And so this girl, that, that the, the friend that, that, that brought the friend, uh, she, the Christian girl, she came out of her seat and came to the front. There was no one else at the front, just her, came to the front, laid on the ground and decided to go from, from her knees down flat on her tummy with her hand stretched out, yelling Jesus. Now, let me ask you a question. Sometimes, when it comes to connecting with people, it's not about us in that moment. It's about the person that God wants to do something to. And, you know, and even although, and I'm not having a go, we've actually had this conversation, I'm not having a go at her, of course, she's got a beautiful girl, she loves the Lord, she's got a heart for God, she's an incredible girl. That's not the point. The point is, there was a guy that's never ever been to a church like this. And while she's laying prostrate, people are all over the place speaking in tongues and doing all sorts of things. He is there, standing there, totally bewildered with what was going on right now. Now, you know, I think sometimes we spiritualise things, um, but we forget that God wants to reach people where they're at, even when they're in church, amen? And that's so, so important. And so, and I think... And I, you know, I'm an evangelist at heart. I don't like to compromise either. But, you know, because you know, we, don't, we don't compromise our convictions, but we don't put our convictions on other people. And if we want to reach people and sincerely reach people. Now, if you're doing it and you're doing it that way, then go for it. But if you're not, try my way. It works. You know, yeah, another story, another, another situation where I had uh, some regional leaders um, coming out with my wife and I, and we want to introduce these regional leaders to a couple that we have never been in church, unchurched couple, great couple. Uh, we Trisha met through business, my wife Trisha met through business, and so we introduced, we brought them along, we all went to dinner together. And so went to dinner, and you know, we ordered, and we just having a little bit of chit chat, etc. Um, and so I'm just talking, is that okay? Just sharing. And so having a little bit of chit chat, and so. Um, the, the, couple, the unchurched couple, if I can use that term, uh, the, the, the wife said, mate, I'm, I'm really, you know, it's just freaking me out at the moment because he just, my husband, he, he's just watching this, un, you know, that underbelly series, that crime series that happened all in Melbourne that I know nothing about, by the way, I heard. Um, so mate, he just watches it. He's just watching CD after CD, part after part, every night watching it and kids are around and he shouldn't be watching it. And it's freaking me out. And, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool, whatever. You know, we're just conversation, chit-chat. wasn't about to give her my theological doctrine of what I thought about it. Uh, but my friends, my, the, the couple that we brought to connect with them, she, the wife says, really, do you watch that? Um, you've got to be careful because that can really affect your spirit. Question, I don't know whether that worked because the minute that she said that, I could see their face, that couple just shut down right there and then. And did she say the wrong thing? No. Did she say it at the wrong time? Yes. 
Because it wasn't about that. It was about connecting with these people. It was about representing. Now, if she didn't want to watch the Underbelly series and she's convicted about that, don't watch it. But then you can't put your convictions on somebody else if you truly want to reach people. Come on. And the reality is we've just got to get really practical about these things and not, and not worry that Jesus is going to come back today because let me just say, He may, and if He does, He knows your heart, He knows the motive, He knows what you're trying to do, He knows what's going on. Come on, God's in control. You're not playing peek, peekaboo with Him, thinking, ah, I got you, God, you didn't know that was going on, did you? Like, you know, He knows what's happening. He's involved, he's un- He understands the deal. You know, another situation... Um, that happened, we were out again and uh, we, we brought one of our leader friends with us and, and we brought another girl that came along, the, that came along uh, and we, we all went, went out for dinner. We wanted to connect them all. Uh, I think she, the, the actual girl, our friend, had actually only come to church once, I think, if that. Very, very new to her, just trying to work it all out, trying to understand the whole church thing, never been to church before. And again, we're sitting, we're talking, having conversation. And this new girl, she says she brings up the conversation of not. Noah, I'm going to go there, Noah. And, uh, you know, the new movie, the movie Noah that's just come out. Now, I know there's been controversy about it, whether it's theologically correct or whatever, um, but she says, you know, Noah, I really enjoyed the movie. What do you think? She says to the table. I'm thinking, great, you know, you're watching Noah. Awesome, fantastic. My friend says, oh, yeah, it's okay. It doesn't represent the Bible that well. The thing is, it probably doesn't. But did it matter to her? All she cared about was she was talking church. She was talking God. She was talking Noah. We had conversation going on. It was the apologetics 101 right there. It was happening. We could build on that. We can encourage that. And you know, and we weren't talking within the, in the you know, confines of a theological arena like this where we had to get it right and straight and everything. We were talking out there to a girl that's hardly ever been in the church. And so I think that sometimes in our lives, we've got people around us all the time, but we're not sensitive enough to know what is going on. I wanna say God wants to work through you, but you've gotta be sensitive to some of these things. Amen, can I hear an amen? And so it's so, so important. And I've, I've got so many more stories. I'm gonna bring back some more stories tonight. I'm gonna to talk tonight about similar sort of things coming from another perspective. But for years and years, I stood on our own church trying to convince people to come uh, and bring people along, and, but never really taught how. And I want to really start to begin to teach how um, I feel like God has called me to evangel- be an evangelist, but not be the evangelist that stands on stage and drag people to church, uh, but to be the evangelist that would come into a place like this and teach you how. Because my Bible says we've been called as a prof- a- apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists for the what? For the building of the church, for the equipping of the, of the saints. So you know what, it's great to be an evangelist running around the country winning people to Jesus, but how about you know, us training others and equipping the church to do the very things that we've been called to do? So you may not be called to be an evangelist. I have been, but you've been called to be a witness. You've been called to be a light to someone in your community, in your, your community at your school, that wherever it is that you work. And so it's so, so important. You know, they, they say, and I came from, um, I'm part of the ACC um, a credentialed ACC minister and uh, was on the executive for quite a long, 10 years, I think, in Victoria uh, through the districts. And, um, you know, and our mandate was to, to plant more churches. And I think that's important. We need to plant more churches. Uh, our mandate was, um, you know, the more churches we plant, the more people we reach. I don't know. 
I just don't know if I can get a little bit controversial. I think that's good. I think that's plant churches in remote areas. But wouldn't it be better to strengthen the churches we got and teach people within the churches how to go out and connect and do it right? You know, what do I need? What do I need, honestly, to be planted, leaving here, planting a church just down the road when it's rocking here? Let's continue to encourage the saints that are in this house to go out and win more people. And so, you know, I think we've just got to get some things right, you know, in the 21st century. We've got to change some things and do some things differently as opposed to let's go and plan a church because that's a good idea. I can't get along with the pastor, so I'll just go and plan a church because that seems like a good idea. Well, it probably is, but it's not. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm getting onto politics. But the fact is, you know, we need to be teaching and training many people. After personally speaking to hundreds, true story, hundreds of people personally, uh, bringing people you know, to Christ personally, myself, my wife and I have just, it, God has blessed us and given us opportunity to be able to do that. You know, I, you know, I, just, I just think that we've just got to be really sensitive because you know, I'm convinced more and more that we can do more damage than good if we're not doing it properly. And I just wonder whether sometimes, uh, and maybe this is not a biblical thing in terms of bringing people into classes and teaching people, why don't you try it like this? Be more sensitive this way. Take some time and have this sort of expression. And um, rather than just going out there and going for it and just smacking people left, right and centre, because I think, I'm think i just wondering how many people crashed and burned and aren't in church today because someone wasn't sensitive, because someone didn't, didn't represent properly. you know. And uh, we've got some good stories because we're here. And so whoever brought us... Uh, it obviously was sensitive to us. Uh, and, but people bring people, amen? Yeah. I'm sure if I did the exercise, you know, who came to church through flyers or through the newspaper, I'm sure I wouldn't get that many hands. Put up your hand if you come to church through a flyer, newspaper, advertising. Put up your hand if you come through a relationship, someone brought you, etc., etc. There it is right there. So we've just got to learn to do it better, right? Yeah. We've got to learn to do it ourselves, Amen. So being Christ's representative is a sensitive issue and we need to give it some more thought. Just imagine what would happen if every one of us in church this morning had a go and said, you know what, God, you've put that person on my heart. I want to try it this way. And we gave, we gave it 12 months, not tomorrow, 12 months to give it a go. What would happen in the year 2016 in church? I could tell you what happened. The church would double. And it'd be done out of relationship. And we wouldn't be running around doing all these, I mean, we'd need to dissolve people, of course, because that's so important. But we've got people connected with people. And we, would, you know, we wouldn't have to run as many connect groups because everyone is connected to somebody. It's awesome. Right there. Anyway, I'm going to keep going because I'm getting bogged down. Stop interrupting me. I just want to keep going. I want to give you some practical thoughts, but before I do that, understand this, before we go on this journey, understand every one of us, every person out in society need the opportunity, or have, need the, it's actually got the God-given right to feel valued, to feel appreciated, to feel considered. Every one of us want to feel accepted, included, trusted and respected, right? Every one of us have got that right. It's a God-given right because God gives that to us. He, he accepts us, he includes us, he considers us, he appreciates us. He loves that on us. You know what, but a lot of us and a lot of people in society have lost their, those rights uh, because of hurt and disappointment. But it can become our privilege. Everyone say privilege. It become our privilege 
to remind people that's, that, that God does think of them that way. And you know what? They're not gonna believe in God all at the start, but they're gonna see it through us. And as we continue to encourage and include and trust and respect people out in the community and be all the things that God has wanted us to do to them and be that conduit, then God will move through us. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Amen. So some of our friends need to imitate us for a while. Oh, can that be a bit scary at times? But that's, that, that's the deal. You know, people will imitate you. And so, you know, we need to be used in that way. It's so, so important. It becomes such a, a privilege. You know, I can't think, I've been a Christian 30 years, um, planned in my own church for 15 years, still going strong for God. My kids love God. And it's been, it's, it's, it's such a privilege every single day that God is in my life. You know, and I can't think of a better discipling program than you seeing someone come to God. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or not, whether you're a leader or not. You know what? The minute you continue to give yourself to somebody else, something happens on the inside of you. You start to grow. You don't implode. You're not worrying about me and this and that and I'm sensitive and poor me. You start to worry about that other person. How are they going? What are they doing? What can I do for them? Should I go and pick them up? Can I have a coffee with them? What can, can, can I represent? Can I invite them? With You know, we start to look out rather than look inwardly and we will grow spiritually really, really quickly because we're looking out because that's the Gospel, amen. Go and all the world. See people saved. Hallelujah. All right, so I just wanna mention some things that's going to look a little bit mechanical, um, but I've seen personally lots and lots of people come and generally give their lives to God through this. So, you know, just put up your hand if you generally wanna be used of God to connect with some person in 12 months. Come on, put up your hand, do it. Everyone, of course we do, because that's our heart, that's what we want to do. And so just let me give you some practical things. But um, just before I do that, just a, an evangelistic doctrinal statement that I have. Um, Acts chapter 1038, Bible says, Jesus went about doing good. That's what He did. He didn't say, you know what, I'm gonna go and do good today. What He, he, he just did good. It's who he was on the inside. So we don't, it's not a program of what we do. We just do good. Why? Because we love God. We love kingdom. We do what we do. And so it's not a gender driven. It just is who it is, who we are. And so that's what Jesus did. He did it because of who he was. John chapter 6 and 44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. See, we don't bring anyone to Christ at the end of the day. He does. We just represent and so we, we, he's got it. We don't have to worry about, oh, I don't know if they're gonna come. You know what? We just gotta represent, hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, no one comes. Everyone say, no one. No one comes unless the Spirit of God is drawing. So God will move through you. Just be yourself, do your thing. Just roll out normally, be yourself. Turn to the person next to you and say, just be you. We're gonna stop spiritualising stuff. Just, just cool, relax, just enjoy. Hey man. I'm so relaxed, I'm, I've gone back to, hey man. I'm usually a little bit better, but I'm, I'm so relaxed, I just, whatever. Um, John 4.35 says, you have a saying, four months and then the harvest, that's up there, but I tell you, take a good look at the fields, the crops are now ripe and ready to be harvested. When? Right now. Here we go, do good for him now. Awesome. It's how we roll, amen? Fantastic. Okay, seven quick things. How long have I got? Time's up there. Seven quick things. Number one. Let me say number one. Number one. Okay, right. So this, this is what we do. Okay, ready? Okay. Look around your sphere of influence. Just look around. What's happening 
in your world, lift your eyes, fields are white, ask God to use you. That's a good place to start. God, I wanna be used today. I wanna be used this week. I wanna be used to connect with someone. I wanna be used to represent your heart. And so ask them to use you. Consider, dream, think, prepare your heart, prepare yourself. So as we're sitting there this morning, let's begin to think and contemplate and prepare and understand genuine connections. People that you'll eventually bring to church one day are not too far away. They're closer than what you think. They're so, so close. They're not that far away. And so if you just consider and think for a moment, just let go of your own agenda for a minute and, 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 and you know, I've got to reach that person over there. There are people in your world, in your sphere that are so, so close that God wants you to reach and touch. And, uh, and you know what? Relax. You don't have to bring them to church tomorrow. It's a process. It'll happen. And then when God, God knows the right time and He'll just move when He's got to move, but He needs to move through you. Amen. And so that's not um, jumpstart the process. That's just look and just pray. Second thing, choose your culture. In other words, work around people that you flow easily with. Um, I was saying in the, other, in the chapel service that, you know, I'm not gonna be hanging out with the scientists because they're too smart for me. But, you know, I'll hang out with builders and developers and stuff because I've, you know, I'm a builder. And so at the end of the day, we can talk stuff. And that's why, that's why I travel with an architect because we just talk stuff. And uh, I said, how come the foundations were so deep? There was too much concrete in those foundations. Can you sort something out? You know, but we're talking. We've got dialogue going on. Why? Because I know it. I understand it. It's natural for me. In fact, walking from Tony's office to here, I caught up with a friend just out in the, in the foot. He's a builder. And we just got talking straight away. Bang, was on. We're talking. Building, fantastic, great. I don't know if that's, we're in church, we should have been talking about the things of God, but we're talking, you know what I'm saying? But what was connecting was going on. I could have invited him for a coffee and just hang out and we could have hung out the whole day, played some golf, whatever. It was so easy, why? Because we are talking about stuff we both knew. Talk to people about stuff that you know, that you roll with, that you hang with, that it's so easy, you can be you and natural. No brainer. So easy. It is. I was talking at the other uh, at the, at the um, chapel service about um, we were coming home from a conference and um, the pastors were nice enough to give give us a driver to drive us back to the airport and so we're on our way back and the driver was just asking uh, knew a little bit about me knew that we uh, we'd done some evangelism and was just sharing about you know uh, the type of evangelism we did and uh, if we if I thought that you know it's uh, you know should it people be brought to church and we win them at church or do we win them out in the marketplace whatever. Uh, and I just got talking about that. And he said to me, he goes, well, do you think you know, that's needed? And I actually, I was a little bit, um, he'd been a Christian for quite a long time, so he could handle this. Oxymoron, what, what I've been saying. But I said to him, um, well, you know, I think it is needed. You know, how many people like, you know, have, have like you brought to church? You know, and it sort of went quiet. And he goes, I don't think I ever have. And I said, okay, cool. So I think it's needed, yeah? He goes, yeah, so, okay, well, let's talk about it. So we talked about it. And he goes, all right, let me ask you a question, he says to me. He says, I want to bring my mother to church and I've been working on her, working on her, and it just doesn't seem to be working. And I'm just, you know, just, I just want to really, my heart is to really bring my mum to church. And I'm really focusing on her. I'm thinking, that's cool. What a heart, fantastic. You want to bring your parents to church, of course, and not to church, but you want to bring them to know the purposes of God, of course, and, and know the purposes of God for their lives. But, but let me just ask you a question. How many mums you got? He said, I know he's thinking, what a stupid question. Like, one, right. So why don't, you know, why don't you just trust God with that? Leave that alone for a moment. Really, a prophet is without honour in his own home. How many friends you got? 
He goes, Lord. So I said, well, why don't you concentrate on the friends? Leave mum alone. Like if you, if you work, I'm sounding like Husey now, don't I? Like if you... Like if you're concentrating on your friends and people that you roll with naturally and you're playing golf with and tennis with and whatever, going go to the coffee shop, you'll start talking and eventually encourage them to come. And who knows, you know, as you're bringing them along, maybe mum will look upon and, and look and see, wow, look, look what my son's doing. He's connecting with all these people. He's helping people. He's getting on with it. Maybe she'll just come naturally. Maybe God will move that way. Leave your mum alone. Bring your friends. Right? Right. That's my thought anyway. Number three, then make a connection and be friendly. That's new, isn't it? Didn't know that one. Hey, be nice. Be nice. Here's a really good one. Ready? Revelation. Smile. People love it when you smile. When you just, hey, how are you? How you doing? How's your day? Like, you know, it's good to smile. Come on, I'm just mucking around. But what I'm saying is we've just got to present that way. Why? Because we're God's representative. Be fr- I've written it down. Be friendly, be nice, be easy, be yourself, be sincere, always smile. No sharp responses. Like you knew and they didn't know because you're the Christian and they're not. You're going to have voices of intimidation. That, they don't need you. What do you, you know, what do you know? Shut up. But it don't, no. Hey, they need you. But I need you. We need each other. It's so, so important. You know, had a friend of mine that just said to me just recently, I'm really wrapped that you're rolling out this evangelistic thing because I really want to be taught because, you know, I'm really feeling that God's been speaking to me about becoming more bold. I really want to be more bold. And I'm thinking, man, I, I don't know whether this is going to work for you because I would say, no, you're not to be more bold. Like, you know, you've got to be a little bit more sensitive maybe, but not more bold. Like, yeah, God wants to make you more bold on the inside. He doesn't want you to have a spirit of timidity. He wants you to have a spirit of strength and power and boldness on the inside of you so you can be all that God has called you to be. So when circumstances and things come against you, come on, you can take them on, look up and pray and just understand you've got a boldness about you, about getting on with your life. And when people look on, they'll know there's a confidence about you and and they'll want to hang with you because you're so confident. God is not going to make you more bold so you can tear someone to pieces and tell them that Jesus loves them today and come tomorrow. More sensitive. Smile. Be easy. They will come. God's in control. You're being used. And you're being used to glorify His name. Amen? Hey, if you're doing this, go for it. If you're not, give this a go. It can work. Number four, deepen the connection. Invite, but never be pushy. When you hang with people, when you're spending some time with people, just ask the question, hey, do coffee. Coffee first, place of their choice, depending on their openness. Maybe lunch, maybe even dinner, whatever. Invite people over. You know, people love to be included. Make sure that when you include people and bring people, invite people, you know, that you pay. You know, a lot of people don't get, don't get um, offered a cup of coffee for free. A lot of times, most people go out and sort of half each, you know, you, you pay half and half and whatever. And, you know, I love hanging with people when you go to the counter and you're not sort of, everyone's not staring at their cards to see who's going to pay first. Are you going to pay? Well, I, are we going to pay for each other or what? You know, I love people just, you know, go for it, you know. And so love, and, and so when you're connecting with people and you're inviting people and you're having coffee or whatever, pay. It's like, it's not the value of the coffee, it's just the gesture 
of the fact that you want to pay, you value them just to pay for a cup of coffee, whatever, lunch, dinner. It goes so far. And so, you know, we're not rolling in it. We don't have lots and lots of money. But I want to tell you, when I'm with my friends, I want to pray if I can. They might fight me. Last night, five of us went out. We're doing like playing, you know, sword fights with our credit cards to who was going to pay first. You know, but that's a, there's a spirit behind that because we value each other, amen? And so people that aren't in the normal throes of church life and understand that, most people, they don't, no one ever gives them anything. And so if we can encourage them and not do it because we're on an agenda, but do it because that's what we want to do. It's, who we, it's how we roll. We do good, right? It's what we do, amen? I've got to keep going. All right, okay. Number five, stay connected then. Once you're that, you stay connected. From this point on, always make the effort to stay in touch. Ask if they would like to be included in the social things that you're doing. People are looking for genuine connections. Most people sit at night bored, nothing to do, busy at work, busy in their responsibilities of family, busy doing the things that, you know, that they've got to do with raising their kids, etc., etc. But at home, at night, not much going on. And so most people would appreciate a phone call. Say, hey, what are you doing tonight? Want to come to the movies? Go out for a cuppa? I don't know. Something different than the night before and before that and before that and before that. Most people just hang at home every night. Nothing to do. Nowhere to go. No friends, really. Mate, you're the answer. Give them a call. Cup of coffee. You pay and smile. Mate, I'm on fire today. And you know what? Then, then you can even go the extra mile. You can connect them with like-minded people. But listen, don't connect them to spooky ones. Don't, I've done that so many times. Like, man, what are you doing, mate? Like, we're just, we're, here, here I go. Like, what are you doing, mate? Like, we're hanging out, we're talking, we're talking footy, we're, you know, talking all sorts of stuff. And then I invite you to my new unchurched friends and you, you get all spiritual on me. Like, what's that? Like, no, no, connect them to people that can just roll and can just be themselves and just build relationship. And then when they ask, mate, they're good people. Yeah, they, they come to church with us and really good people. Like, really? Yeah, awesome. Mate, might give church a go. There's a thought. Building relationship. Number six, continue to build it. Continue to build relationship. It's a pro- Remember, it's a process. Everyone say process. It's a process. It takes time. And so, you know, we've got to demystify the fact that Jesus can come back tomorrow, can come back tonight, can come back at any time. No one knows the time or the hour, but he knows your heart and he knows what you're doing and he knows you're connecting and he knows you want, you want, you're representing him. Leave that to him. Don't be bothered about that. Just get on with being who you are and being connected with people, you know, Teach yourself to be sincerely interested in their achievements. And when you're catching up with people, ask them first, their world. Hey, what are you doing? What do you do? Tell me something of yourself. You know, I've got lots of acquaintances that want to tell me, want to tell me about themselves and probably won't even ask me about how I'm going. We've got to turn that around. We've got to, we want to ask people how they're going. Ask them. And you know what? When you tell them how you're going, be honest. I said at the last service, like, you know, I've got friends. How you going, mate? Mate, living the dream, eh? Mate, punching it out, smashing things all the way through, reaching all expectations, hey? 
I'm thinking, man, I just want to go and kill myself in the corner. Like, like, be real, be honest. Hey, you know what? Hey, did a tough little bit this week, but you know what? It's cool. I'm getting on with it. I'm having a go. I'm doing what I can do. I've got some friends around me helping along, but you know what? It's good. And you? Hey, conversation right there. Then they don't feel so like so isolated like you've they've just poured out their heart about their ugly stuff. And you're sort of like Jesus fell, fell, fell out of heaven, you know, or the person just fell out of heaven. You know, you're, we're just doing life. We're doing life together in our humanity. And you've, you've, got, you've got answers and you've got, you've got gold that God has given you on the inside that's helping you. And you're eventually going to tell them about it when they ask. I, I did a sermon series and I called it Trespassers Should Be Prosecuted. Here's the thought. The thought is, if you come onto my land and you come and start shooting rabbits or doing things or using your shotgun or coming on and bringing your car and doing wheelies on my land, then that's illegal because that's my land. I own that land. That's my space. You come onto that, you ask me first. And if I don't let you, you don't come onto that land because that is my land. I own that. Trespassers will be prosecuted. How many times that we tell people about their lives when they're not asking us? Hey, if people are asking and they're wanting advice, they're wanting help, hey, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, you know, go right ahead, go right ahead, no problem. But if they're not asking you, guess what? They don't want to know right now. Just build a relationship, be yourself. Don't tell people, well, I had to tell them, it was on my heart. Well, go get your heart right, you need to repent. We've just got to be relational. It's got to be right. Come, we just got to demystify all this spirituality that's not taking us anywhere real fast in this time. Okay, I'm just about done. Number seven, allow the natural process. Relationships build over time. Never be in a hurry. Continue to be agenda free, strategy free. Learn to enjoy the journey of the people that you're building with. So important. Stay in touch. Leave the door open. Always inviting. Why don't we all stand to our feet? And allow God, listen to this, allow God to move in God's time. Not your time, God's time. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you so many times, time after time, and I've wanted to just say, mate, will you just sort it out, you know? And I, I haven't felt it was the right time. And then all of a sudden, bang, God just moves. And it's a journey. And we take people on the journey. We represent well. We represent God's heart. We stand firm to our own convictions, but we don't put our convictions on other people. We just invite, we bring, we encourage, and we allow God to see restoration. And uh, the church will grow naturally. You know, one thing I've learned, and that is that true heart exchange, true heart exchange, happens when God speaks. When God talks, heart changes. When you speak, when I speak, whatever. When God speaks. And God has to do it His way. But He wants to work through us, amen? And so I just pray that every one of us would just sincerely pray, think about it, consider it. Someone in your world, take them on the journey. Take your time, be sensitive with them. Hear what they're saying. Don't only hear what's on your heart and what's on your agenda. Hear what they're saying 
And in time, God will move, I promise you. And uh, give, it a, give it 12 months. Pray about it. Think about it. Is that good? Yeah. Do that. It's, it'll really help and really build. Come on, let's really see people come to Christ. God's way. In Jesus' name. Love you guys. You're awesome. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 